Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Dina Reed Esquire. She is the founder and president of Code Red Flag and is also a legally trained conflict mediator, best-selling author, and motivational speaker. Dina's mediation practice specializes in family and domestic disputes. She holds a Bachelor's of Science from Cornell University, as well as a Juris Doctorate from Georgetown University Law Center. Additionally, Dina holds numerous certifications in mediation and arbitration. Ms. Reed has also worked as Commissioner of Mediation for the Federal Mediation and Conciliation Service, and she uses her trainings and experience to help families and couples deal with conflict in a productive and mutually beneficial manner. I present to you all Dina Esquire. Hello, Dina. Hello. Thanks for having me on tonight. Yes, you are absolutely welcome. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. Yes. (laughs) So, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. Dina, what is your definition of purpose? Intention. Doing things with intention. Following through on passion. Yes, that is definitely and absolutely true. Um, I tell everyone that I, you know, do an interview for on this podcast that no matter how it's said, it all boils down to the same thing. Everyone can say it a different way, but it all boils down to the same thing, which is basically your why. What what are you here on earth to do? Right. So if you had one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? I would say tenacious. I think um, I got that from a professor of mine in undergrad, and she just realized that life is a roller coaster, and no matter how many things get thrown at me, I was always sucking and weaving and jumping back on and and continuing to go forward. So I would say tenacious. That's definitely a good word. Nobody has used that word. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a plus. I'm always looking for different words because, you know, you may have some words that still mean the same, but it's just, you know, a different word or, you know, but nobody's never used tenacious yet. Okay. So what basically inspired you to do what you do today? Girlfriends, uh, sitting down, having dinner with other single girlfriends, going through relationship issues and dating issues, dating in a city like Washington, D.C. And we're just, we were sitting down Easter and talking about different experiences we've had. And one of my girlfriends talked about a first date she had, and she was at dinner, and dinner was winding down, and she excused herself to go to the bathroom. Um, and when she got up, he also stood up. And she thought that was chivalrous. But when he mm-hmm. followed her to the bathroom and then stood outside the door waiting for her, we decided that that was a red flag. Mm. A little bit too much. Wow. So that's where it all that's where it all started from, right there. Just talking oh to girlfriends and, and just thinking that a lot of us are going through the same issues when it comes to dating. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And a lot of people are in denial. Most times we're all in denial at the beginning. You know, we wear those both colored glasses and we want to think, we want to see things 
in the best aspect that we could possibly see. And that's why it's always good to either have, you know, an unbiased opinion or somebody that you trust that you can talk to uh, to about these kind of things. And that's kind of what I've made my platform become. So Code Red Flag started back in 2012. June of 2012, I had just graduated from law school. I was waiting to take the bar. And I met what I thought was going to be a gentleman. He asked for my phone number. He was very respectful. I gave it to him. And we were fine for like two days. He was texted. He would text and say hello. We, you know, exchanged pleasantries. And then all of a sudden on the third day, he texted me three times back to back. And he wanted to lay me on my back and take me. And from that, I took a screenshot. And so the blog began. Wow. Right. People really have the nerve. <laughs> they really have the nerve. And it's, and and this story sounds so familiar, not to myself, but for clients that I deal with um, at my part-time job because I deal with victim services. So right. a lot of this goes hand in hand. So Most yeah, I've heard these stories before. Most definitely. I, I hear all sorts of stories. People send in relationship questions to me almost daily. And I share them on the uh, the Facebook business page. And sometimes I write an advice column on on them for the website. Like today, especially, we had a young woman that met somebody on Facebook and mm-hmm. spoke for about a year and then decided that they were going to get married. Uh, the only problem here is that they had never met and he lived in Dubai. So, wow. Um, yeah. So, from my understanding, he paid for her trip to Dubai. And they got married, and they consummated the marriage, and the whole plan was for her to go back to the United States and then work on getting her visa. And she became so encumbered with that and spending money to get that right so she could bring him here that she lost her utilities, she lost her home, she had to go live with family members, and all the while he's upset because she's taking too long to get his citizenship or his visa to come to America but he didn't plan on making any payments towards that. So that that was all left on her. And uh, again, when you're trying to boss up and do your own business or you're working and Mm -hmm. you have a guy that's not uh, adding to your life, that's not an asset, but a liability, you could crumble your whole house of cards that you've built. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, like I said, I'm sure you hear all kinds of stories from different women, and there is a population more women than it is men? I I, I want to say I have, like, a 70-30 split, more women than men. Okay. What, what, what wow. I find interesting, though, is that I've, I've had two people come to me and tell me that they've gotten married through my platform, you know, meeting people on my platform, and they're answering questions, and they kind of, like, have people how each other think about relationship issues. They've been, they've been able to communicate more. I think a lot of times men and women don't communicate on the same page, and, and women are a lot of times afraid to ask questions that are hard because they don't really want the truth. They want to keep their, their fantasy going on, and that becomes a recipe for disaster in the long run. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness. So what do you think was your biggest challenge to get where you are today, and how did you overcome that? Probably one of my biggest challenges as of getting here now was being in a bad relationship myself. I, it didn't take long. I, I think we were together all of 
eight months before I decided that, you know, these are serious issues and I'm going to have to leave it alone or lose everything that I'm working mm-hmm. for. And so I think the first thing you got to do is step back and see how your mate is affecting your life. Are, are they enhancing it or are they making you miserable? Are they disturbing the peace? Like, I don't need mm. to be my peace, but I need you not to disturb the peace that I already have. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. Because I tell people all the time, energy is transferable and you don't right. have to be in someone's presence to feel the energy. So you definitely have to protect your peace. Most definitely. So, you know, as children and even as adults, we have different role models and mentors. So, Dina, who was your role model or mentor growing up and and who did it change to over the years? My big sister, Lorraine, has always been a role model for me. And she she's so humbled by that because she's my, one of my biggest cheerleaders. When we're getting along, you know how family issues can go. So we have to <laughs> overcome conflict every now and then ourselves. But uh, from a young age, my sister bought her first house. She got married. She had her job. She had her career booming. And when she found out that her husband had been disrespecting their marriage, she was able to say, you know what? This is not what I want for myself. Yes, we have this beautiful home together and this beautiful family from the outside looking in, but I'm not happy here. And she walked away from everything, took her daughter, left left him with the house, um, but she could not afford the mortgage by himself, so he ended up losing it. She moved on and bought a new house. Wow. That's what I'm, that's what I call bossing up. I don't know about you. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes, for sure. It was a miracle because I I must say that my sister saved up the money to put the down payment on this house. It it was her. She bought the house. He didn't buy the house with her. She bought the house for them, you know, at a young age. So she was a little bit more naive, I guess, than most of us are now in our 30s and 40s. But in her early 20s, she was not afraid to say, hey, this is not what I want for the future, for my future, and walk away from it. And now she has her own house in New Jersey, and she just finished building her retirement home in Jamaica. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That is amazing. So shout out to Lorraine. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Lorraine. <laughs> she is doing the dang thing, okay? Yeah. yeah. That is amazing. And I'm sure that was something very memorable for her to be able to accomplish that in something that she can call a success. I'm sure it was. But we can't can't just overlook the part where she felt as a failure also. Because that's what happens Mm -hmm. a lot of times. And we get, some some of us get stuck. We feel as though leaving the situation is what makes us a failure. And so we try to stay in the situation and hope for the best and try to work ourselves to death so because it's just both partners aren't trying to better the relationship. One partner is working themselves to death and we just lose the life force out of us. We've seen women that are just, are just drained. They, they're laying down next to an energy vampire every night and they can no longer function as they, they would function. They can no longer excel as they would. Their black, their black girl magic seems to have evaporated. But then those same yeah. women, when they finally get that strength, and they say, you know what, life is a journey, and you'll you'll climb and you'll fall and you'll climb and you fall. But each time you get back up, and when they get back up, it's a beautiful thing. It's like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's amazing. That is so amazing. Yes. Shout out to Big Sis. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. 
She's gonna be like, um, let me tell my business. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's gonna be like, "Are oh, hey, you saying that?" <laughs> oh, Lorraine, Lorraine, you're empowering other women. You are a role model. You are our Shiva. <laughs> yes, Lorraine. Yes, Lorraine. So, what is your definition of success, and what do you consider to be your most biggest success? And they can be personal or business related. You know, that's the crazy thing because I was just thinking this question the other day. And I am one of those weird people that I have to stop, sometimes stop and take uh, inventory of my successes because I probably am my hardest critic. So mm-hmm. success is reaching goals. Every time you reach a goal, no matter how small or how huge, you become successful. So there's no one that success is not a one-stop destination. It's multiple destinations along your journey. So to date, I, you know, I think my favorite story is the fact that I'm a high school dropout. You know, I, I dropped out of high school, mm. I have a GED. I have what was called my good enough diploma by my peers when I was getting it. And I was kind of like the laughing stock of my little town and nobody thought I'd ever be anything. And so to turn that around and turn that into an Ivy League degree and a top law degree, I, I like I could literally do nothing else in my life, and so so I've become, I've been a success. But I've done more than that. I've become an Amazon bestseller. I was commissioner of mediation under Barack Obama. I have a engaging blog that reaches over a million people a month. So every day there's new successes. That is dope. You dope, Dina. <laughs> I try. I try. That's actually what I was telling you about earlier. Oh, my gosh. That is super dope. And I always find, like, different women and men who are in places where I know I want to be. So mm-hmm. I know in some cases, I'm sure it's probably going to be something that you've achieved that I'm trying to achieve that I'm going to look up to you for. So, you know, and that can be for anyone else that, you know, I may come across or, you know, talk to or see in person or even just know on social media. You don't have to know these people. But uh, look, like, super fun. I was cheering for her so hard. When she made her yes. million dollars in two hours on Black Friday, you would have thought that was my best friend. <laughs> I was like, that was too It's amazing because I follow her now on social media, and I, I look at her relationship and her fiance, and she definitely uh, credits him a lot with her successes. Yeah. Uh, not, not saying that she couldn't have been a successful woman on her own, but everybody knows that when you're in the right partnership, it, it it escalates you even further. I call it iron sharpening iron. Yep, so that is the truth. He's, he's a hard worker. He's pushing her. He's supporting her. And in turn, she does the same for them. And both of them have successful friends right now, cross-promoting yes. each other. That's the dream right there. Yes, absolutely. It definitely is for sure. Like, if he's not encouraging you and you're encouraging him and, you know, and it's vice versa, then you got to maybe take a seat with somebody else because he's supposed to, you know, keep you motivated and keep you, you know, keep helping you keep your eye on the prize. Even when you're feeling down, he's supposed to keep you, like, your mental should be like on a whole different cloud. Like you can't even put yourself in a in a bad place because you know if he's by your side and helping you get through things, everything is gonna be okay. I was right. just telling somebody that same piece of information. I was like, I just love me some baby because he is just everything and more. And I was like, because sometimes 
when I'm in a bad mood or I've had a bad day or something didn't go my way or whatever the case is, he always reassures me that everything is going to be all right. Right. That sounds like a and, wonderful partner. And and that's what people need. That's exactly what people need. I don't need you to be a Debbie Downer, too. Like, I don't want you to fall into the smoke when I'm in the smoke. <laughs> right. And I'm sure he's done the same for you. Uh, you right. do the same for him when he's down because. You know, relationship, They a lot of people say a relationship is 50-50, and that's just not true. That's not how human nature works. I'm not always going to be at 100%, so I can't give you half of what I don't even have. Exactly. If I'm, if I, if I'm only operating personally at 70% that day because I'm ill or, or something happened out in the world or a business deal fell through, I can't give you 50 and keep 20 for myself. Yeah. You yeah. might have to say, hey, let's hold on to that assembly. I'm going to run this for us, and we're going to pull you back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. So sometimes relationships are 80, 20. When, what the problem becomes is when that's consistent, when you're always the one giving 80%. That's right. That's right. But if there's a capacity and there's an, uh, an exchange and a balance, then, then you're on the right shift with the right co-captain. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in that giving my all before. I've been in that space before, and that's a space I definitely want to ever go visit again. Understood. I've been there, too. I think we've all been there. You can't, I don't think you can get to, I'll be 40 in September. I don't think you get to 40 and not have had these situations occur in your life. This is kind of a learning process. You get to learn what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I need to know. With everything that you have going on, whether, you know, you're busy doing things for your business or just busy in life, how do you practice self-love and self-care? Ooh, remember I just told you that I took the day off today? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, that's a, that's a mental health day. <laughs> that's definitely a mental health day where I don't really care about anything. I knew I had this interview at 8.30, but I was like, oh, that's not a problem. That's at the end of the evening. I can do that real quick. But for the day, I'm going to woosah. I do that. I walk. I go out into the sun. I like to have bubble baths. I love spa days. I'm a girl. I love to shop, go get my hair done. Uh, I, I like things of that nature. Then, yeah. I don't know if we can say this or not. I masturbate. <laughs> that is self-love for real <laughs> no all girl here right <laughs> you're good but yes like you do you really have to like pour into yourself and i know it took me a long time to get to this point now where i am able to kind of like shut things off or, you know, be able to take, like you said, those mental health days because those are very important. It's like mm-hmm. you're dealing with people on a consistent basis. And that's like, right. hold up. I need to, like, sit and chill and get my mind off of things. Like today, when I got off my um, part-time job, I went straight to the wine and spirits, and I got me a nice little bottle of wine. And I'm going to try a glass later on, and I'm going to relax, and I'm going to watch TV and mind my business. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, mind the business that pays you either way. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just going to mind my business and do what I need to do and relax and stuff. Because I'm all like, I've been talking about this bottle of wine for the last three weeks, and I'm just now able to go get Because <laughs> I got tied up. And we can. We can get so tied up and wrapped up in so many things. And it's like, hold up. Let me stop. Yeah. Let me slow down. Yeah. Because if you don't slow down, your, your body will slow down. Your body will slow down. Oh, cool. 
Oh, you yeah, ever crashed? Definitely will. <laughs> have you ever just have you ever just crashed and just spent a day like oh my goodness yes. I, can't even, I can't even call it a self care day because I couldn't care for myself I was just so tired all the TV watched me delivery was made and that was it I just needed the day of rest oh my gosh it was just so hard super hard super hard mm-hmm. but that's okay because even the smallest things helps for me whether it's me writing in my journal. Or, you know, like you said, taking a bubble bath, you know, just yeah. relaxing and clearing oh, your I'll, mind. I'll, I'll burn some sage. I'll burn some powder. Yes. I, oh, you know what else would like to me? Perking. <laughs> I will put on Cardi B on the radio and I will put myself in my bottle of my glass of wine and I will enjoy my... Those endorphins get to go and exercise is good for you. Yes. And my echo, my yes. baby woman in the you, house of work. <laughs> you are not the first person that mentions working. You are definitely not the first. Somebody else mentioned it on a previous interview when she was like, girl, I get up and I work. And when I come home, I twerk. <laughs> I know that's right. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I also like my my bathtub days are like I have jacuzzi in the house, so I go get a bottle of champagne or or go get a bottle of wine, whatever the budget is in for that day, and I'll grab some lingerie <laughs> out, and I, I I hit the candles. I put on some nineties R and B, you know that love, the baby making music. I put all that. Yeah, I tell you, it is it is a evening of self love completely. From the lotion and perfume I'm going to put on after. And I'm just going to lay down and relax in that. Yes. I love those days. When I was in law yes. school, those were weekly days because law school be, uh, will beat your ass. I believe it. <laughs> so every I Friday, believe it. that was the routine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we know you're a best-selling author. And we know that when we read books or we listen to books, it's a way of learning. Mm-hmm. So, can you give our listeners maybe your current read or maybe your top three books? You know, oh, that's going to be a good one. I don't have a current read because currently I am about to write another book. So, I am in book mode myself. So, I'm not reading anything while I'm trying my my first hand in a fiction book. I'm trying to make a my first erotica slash romance novel. So I am mm. coming up with ideas in my head and characters in my head and writing down to get ready to push this book. I, I want to call it Hot Gal Summer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know. Yes. I was, I was like, we just think Hot Girl Summer stuff. I'm like, I'm really like not into anything that's going on right now. I think, I was like, what is this?
rest upon us. So she'll have some, she'll have some, she'll have some days that we might, we might be like, ooh, girl, ooh, girl, did you just do that? <laughs> uh, you know, so I guess she'll go through a little bit of her whole phase, but we'll see how much hope she has in that. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes. Clear your mind so you can write, write, write. Yes. I'm oh my goodness. That ready well, so ready and published by the end of the year. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yes, you definitely going to have to keep me posted on Most day definitely. so we can support you. Most definitely. What is one resource that you use every single day in your life, and it can be in business or your personal life, that you cannot live without? Girl, my smartphone. <laughs> 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 I, I, I see those stupid like little posts all the time. Like, what would what could you go a month without, or could you go, you know, for a, for a good relationship? Would you give up your social media? Would you give up your cell phone for thirty days? So I'm like, what? I make money off my cell phone. <laughs> 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 my cell phone ain't working. I feel I, I feel like that's a bad day. Oh. Yeah, you ever lost a cell phone or dropped a cell phone in the toilet or something, and you're without your phone for a whole day? Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I know people. I know people who get mad when they got or something wrong with their phone. They got to take it to the store to go get fixed. You know, that's like an hour. But you was trying to see all the place. Don't don't let it. It's never an hour for me. They always have to take the phone and ship me a new one. And I've never gotten a. I wish I could get a phone back in an hour. <laughs> Oh my gosh, people be tripping over an hour. I just be like, and I remember used to have like loaner phones, but what they would loan you like those old razors. So it wasn't a smartphone; it was just enough for yeah. you to get you know, phone calls and text. And I'm like, I don't have no app. I don't have Square on here, no PayPal, no. Like, how do I send invoices <laughs> when I'm on the move? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, it's a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Right. So I learned to have a backup phone. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. It gets like that. That's we got to hit the backup phone. Yeah. It's a, it's a real old iPhone 5, but it charges and it takes apps. So, yeah. I know. That's right. If it's necessary, it can be plugged up and made to work. Mm-mm-mm. Got to do what you got to do. Yes. So, can you tell our listeners about any upcoming events that you may have? Right now, I'm focused on the book. So, no upcoming event as of right now. As a matter of fact, I haven't done an event probably since 2017. Okay. Okay, cool. That's all right. But if you ain't got no events coming up, I'm sure you can tell our listeners how they can find you on social media. Oh, definitely. I'm at Code Red Flag on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The largest and most engaging action is on our Facebook page. You can find me on my website, www.coderedflag.com. If there are ever any events or I'm speaking on a panel, I'm hosting anything, you'd be able to find it there at all times. And definitely mm-hmm. check out my book, which can be found on Amazon and Kindle. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free. And mm-hmm. I do believe I have it on sale right now. So if you buy the, I think if you buy the hard cover, the paperback, you get the Kindle version for two ninety nine. So each one, cheap oh. one. Buy one for yourself and one to a girlfriend. That's right. That's right. Make sure you go buy that book. Yeah, the book is called Flag on the Side, A Woman's Guide to Finding Mr. Right in a World Full of Mr. Right Now. And it's really a self-help book. Ooh. It's a self-help book. I like it. 
Thank you. It's a self-help book. It, it has about 10 chapters, and in each of the 10 chapters, a different type of red flag um, dating situation is mentioned. And there are, so there are real-life scenarios that I've been through, that my co-author have been through, that people have written into me where I allow you to look at the scenario and try to pick out the red flags for yourself, and then we discuss what the actual red flags were after that. So it's a, it's a real hands-on tape book. Oh, a book and workbook all in one. Oh, yes. That sounds like a good one. That's something that's like girlfriend book club type stuff. Yeah. I've, I've, I've gone and hosted many of people's book clubs. I have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. So before we go, can you give our listeners one piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Yeah. Keep going. Period. Period. Yeah, keep keep going. going. When you don't feel like going, go go anyway. When you feel as though you've gone backwards, get back up, go forward. That's tenacious. That's tenacity. That's a fighter. What What did Beyonce say? A fighter don't give up. A winner don't give up on themselves. So if you want to be a winner, you want to be successful. You got to keep going. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna put up a post almost similar to that. To that. Like okay. if you're out here trying to pursue a dream, or you have a dream that you want to accomplish, just go ahead and do it. Like right. just do it. You already have the tools you need within you, so you might just go ahead and do it. And and stop being afraid of failure. Listen, I. I've had great events, I've had bad events, I've had great sales, I've had bad sales. Success and failure are hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. I know of no success story that aren't riddled with some failure along the way. Right. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Just keep going. That's a great piece of advice. I hope people were writing things that you were saying. I hope they find you on social media and follow you on social media. I hope they buy this book because I'm going to buy it. (laughs) I'm going to buy it. Support my sister. And um, I was just super excited to just have you on the podcast today. Well, let me know when when we air uh, and I will be sure to share it with my people. Yes. And with that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Ain't none to it. Real one. Ain't none to it. Boss. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Ain't none to it. Real one. Ain't none to it. Boss.